So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. This is a show for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And I get the distinct pleasure of hosting this show and bringing on the most amazing, successful, experienced, and giving entrepreneurs you could ever meet. And we're talking entrepreneurs from all over the world and all different levels of success. Success is kind of a, it's, it's a specialized term. It means different things to different people. In this case, these are people that have achieved a great deal of success that like to give back in the form of coming on the show, spending their valuable time to give you value. And that's why I'm so blessed. I love what I get to do. The Mind Body Business Show. What does that mean? Well, in my now 56 years on this planet, I spent, I'd say, the last 10 or so studying only successful people. And the reason I did that was because I wanted to find out what was it about those that had achieved more success than me? What did they do to do that? I mean, they put on their pants one leg at a time, or at least I thought maybe they figured out a way to do that different way as well. And in that course, I found a course of time of 10 years of studying. This is from personal mentors that I worked with side by side, spoke on stage with, or it's also people that, uh, books whom I've read, authors whom I've met personally, also authors that I haven't met personally, some that are still with us, some that are not, that have passed on. And through that course of studying these people, what I found out were there were three patterns that developed. They kept bubbling to the top. And you might guess what those three patterns are by now. That's the very title of the show. Mind is representative of a very powerful, yet most importantly, flexible mindset. Each and every one of these individuals, including the one you're about to meet tonight, has a very powerful and flexible mindset. You must be flexible in order to achieve and maintain and then continue to grow in your success. And then body, that's all about taking care of your body, literally, physically and nutritionally. And again, our guest that's on tonight does just that. Uh, you'll find out. We'll talk about it. Amazing. Both on how you exercise on a regular basis and what you ingest nutritionally, food food and uh, liquid. And then there's business. Business is so multifaceted. That involves skill sets that these incredible successful entrepreneurs have mastered that include marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership, and the list goes on and on and on. And the thing is, I personally don't think any one human on this planet can actually master every single one of those skill sets. I don't think we have enough time on this planet to do so. The good news is if you master just one of those, and I actually mentioned it, one of those skill sets, then the rest will fall into place. And yes, I'll tell you what that one is. And that is mastering the skill set of leadership. Once you have done that, you now have the ability to scale your business by taking those tasks 
that you are not master at and delegating to people who are because of your leadership skills. And that's what this show is going to cover. And it, we may cover all three. We may cover one or two of those areas. We go organically. And that's what I love about this show. The bottom line is one thing I can guarantee you is you're going to get immense value from our guest, Mr. Jeff Sheehan. This is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to bring him on. And another phenomenal trait of very successful people is to a person, the ones that I studied, they are all also very voracious readers. And with that, I like to segue into a little segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks, born to read. Bookmarks, ready, steady, read. Bookmarks, brought to you by reachyourpeaklibrary.com. All right. Briefly, reachyourpeaklibrary.com. What is that? It is a website I had developed with you in mind. And I, I'm not I'm not kidding. <laughs> I did this for you. I don't need this website. This website I had put together that com it contains and is comprised of a collection of books that I personally read and vetted. There's not, not every book that I've ever read is in here, in other words. These are only the ones that had profound impact on me, either in my business life or in my personal life, or even in both. If they met any of those criteria, they landed on this site. And so I put those together with you in mind to give you the ability to find a good read quickly, that you know that these have been filtered and vetted at least by one other successful individual. And that is my gift to you uh, because reading is so paramount and so important to your success. And another thing I want to mention real quick before we go any farther is instead of clicking away or typing in this URL somewhere in a browser and taking your and diverting your attention elsewhere, I would like to ask of you for yourself to instead write notes, write it down either on a piece of paper. You remember those things, don't you? And with a pen or on a notepad on your computer, whatever your mode of note taking is, instead of clicking away, Here's the thing. I always say this. I said this from stage, physical stage, and I say it on this show. The magic happens in the room, in the room. So if you were to take your attention, your gaze elsewhere, and you're looking at another site while we're talking, while especially while Jeff is talking, and you miss that one nugget that could have changed your life forever, that would be horrible. And I want you to get the most out of this show. So take out some notepad and some paper and take some notes. I run this show and while I'm running it, I literally take notes myself. I do the same exact thing. So I never ever um, tell people or uh, coach people to do things that I personally would not do myself or don't do myself. All right, with that, it is time to bring on the amazing guest that you all came to watch. You didn't come to watch me. You wanna see Mr. Jeff Sheehan, here we go. It's time for the Guest Expert Spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the one, the only, Mr. Jeff Sheehan. Well, Brian, it's a real pleasure to be here this evening. I am thrilled to be joining you. And you've had so many distinguished guests on your show uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible, some of the people, some of the people I know personally, and it's very, very uh, humbling, and I'm honored to be on this show, quite honestly. 
goodness, I'm the one that's humble. Thank you so much. Uh, I I feel the exact opposite. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, I appreciate that very much. It's uh, mutual respect, and uh, you know, just having that wonderful chat with you right before we went live. I feel like I've known you for a long time, and this happens quite often. Uh, there was an instant report. At least I felt it. Right. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to be presumptuous. And I, and I was wondering who was the guy on the other end of the, all those text messages and emails. As I mentioned uh, when I was talking to you, I've never seen anyone do such a comprehensive job of preparing for a show in this world. I, and I had uh, actually three podcasts a number of years ago, and I know what it takes to put these things on, what you've done as far as the holistic approach and the comprehensive approach, just absolutely incredible, Brian. Uh, you fire in all cylinders with regard to what you're doing. All right. That's our show, everybody. Although, I, well, although sometimes I had nightmares over it. Was I going to get first thing in the morning a, a text message from Brian saying, did you do this? Did you, did you have the word stop at the end. And, uh, I was ready to hit stop. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man, that's so funny. I love the feedback. Always love feedback. Always love it. And uh, before we get moving and deep into it, uh, Jeff, I want to pay homage to our, our wonderful sponsors uh, and tell everybody who's watching live to stay with us till the end of the show, because when you do that, you will get the opportunity to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. Compliments of, you can see them in the upper right, if you're watching this live on video, the Big Insider Secrets, that's at TheBigInsiderSecrets.com. And that is a wonderful, wonderful giveaway. And I, I'm so appreciative of Jason Nass, the owner of that company, and his crew for doing that for us. We do this every single week. And then there's another little nugget we need to mention. And that is, if you're looking to put on a live show and say you're struggling and it's overwhelming and you want a lot of the processes done for you, and while still enabling you to put on a high quality show, not easy to do. And also to connect with great people like Jeff and grow your business all at the same time, then head over to carpetbombmarketing.com. Carpet Bomb Marketing, saturate the marketplace with your message. And one of the key components that's contained in the Carpet Bomb Marketing courses is one that you'll learn how to absolutely master. And it is the very service we use to stream our live shows right here on the Mind Body Business Show. Over the past nine years or so, we have tried many, quote unquote, TV studio solutions for live streaming. And I'll tell you, StreamYard is the absolute best of the best. It combines supreme ease of use along with unmatched functionality. So start streaming high quality, professional looking live shows for free with StreamYard right now. Go ahead and visit the website at ryp.im forward slash stream live for you watching and listening. Write that down first <laughs> and visit it later. Again, that website is ryp, which stands for reach your peak, ryp.im forward slash stream live. Now back to this amazing, amazing man named Jeff Sheehan. We are going to now give him the respect he deserves and give him a proper introduction. Would that be cool, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you want to do, Brian. I sure. <laughs> You're the host, okay? You're awesome. With over 40 years of high-tech global sales, marketing, and advertising experience with many Fortune 500 companies, including, listen to this list, people, Intel, Apple Computer, IBM, my geek needle is pegged already, <laughs> Hewlett Packard, and AT&T, as well as many others, Jeff is an IBM influencer, futurist, 
social selling and marketing consultant and job search mentor, as well as the former volunteer director of the Holy Spirit Catholic Church Career Ministry in Atlanta. He is also the co-author of the book, Hired Path to Employment in the Social Media Era. And we will talk about that as we go through the show as well. Now, officially, formally, Jeff, welcome to the show. I feel so blessed to have you on. Thank you for coming on. Well, thank you, Brian. Uh, distinct pleasure, as I mentioned earlier, uh, to be here this evening and share my uh, pros or wisdom or whatever you want to call them, okay? Oh. And I, I see one thing I'd like to uh, clarify, though. You have marketing and sales expert. Quite honestly, I know a lot, but I don't know a lot. And I continue to learn something new every day. So I, I talk about this all the time when I give talks. Is if you hear someone calling themselves an overall marketing expert or a social media expert in this day and age, I tell the people in the audience to hold on to their wallets or their pocketbooks and run for the nearest exit because there's so many moving pieces, so much you have to learn on a day-to-day -day basis. It's impossible to be an expert at the portfolio. Now, 30 years ago, yes, it was very easy because uh, having been in the ad agency business, I knew – there were you know, maybe half a dozen things or more, maybe a dozen max that you had to do in order to be effective with regard to uh, marketing messaging and what have you. Now it's just uh, there's a plethora of different things and everything changes on a day-to-day -day basis. Wow. That, that's a golden nugget right there. Uh, I, I wasn't going to put you on the spot and you can, you can uh, reject answering this question, but do you mind if I ask you how old you are, Jeff? As I said earlier, uh, I'm three away from, the seven zero mark okay all right so as i told you the older you get it's how many years you are from the next decade okay yes yes <laughs> so all what right can you do? It's, it's just great to be uh moving forward and continuing you know to be active i mean a lot of people contemporaries are retired and i can't that's the first thing from my mind quite honestly i love it yes yeah, I'm, I'm the same way a retirement doesn't that's not a word in my dictionary i don't understand what that word means it's just going to keep going. So Mike Mastriani, a friend of mine, I like this guy. He recognizes talent, and I know just by his confidence that I'm going to learn from him. There you go. All well, right. I appreciate Mike very much. So yeah, it, it's like just, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I've been blessed. I had a great career for many years, traveled the world, and called on some phenomenal companies, worked with them, worked with their engineers, worked with their procurement people in the global supply channels, and traveled to places like China, Singapore, Malaysia, Japan all the time. And so I have a well-rounded background from that perspective and bring a, a little bit different um, spin to things in the uh, marketing and sales arena. I can imagine with all those cultural differences, how well-rounded your experience is. And, and, you know, I would venture to say you're far more an expert than most people on the planet already, just by, you know, where you've been, who you've been involved with. You know, when you go to other cultures, that that helps you to understand people at a different and a deeper level, even when you come back home, does it not? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I, believe me, I made some mistakes, some <laughs> cultural nuances. One of my stories that I share from time to time is I work for the Japanese uh, Japanese company. It's about 16 billion, 100,000 employees now. And I went frequently to their offices and the headquarters in Kyoto and the factory in Fukui, which was not too far outside uh, Kyoto. So in the factories, you have to wear different slippers. So when you go into the factory, you take off shoes, they make you put slippers on. So because of the fact that it preserves the floors. Mm -hmm. So I went into a meeting and this is with uh, one of the major clients. And we're in there in the room. I'll never forget this. I had to go to the bathroom. So I went to use the bathroom. 
and you have to change slippers to go into the bathroom. So the slippers, uh, I think the bathroom slippers are, are red. And what you walk into the factory on the blue slippers. So I went in there and changed it to the uh, red slippers. I came out and I walked back into the meeting room with the all of the um, officers of the company as well as the uh, customer. And all of a sudden, I, I saw a number of the Japanese people burst out laughing. And I thought I had something wrong. I hadn't you know, zipped my pants properly or whatever. I had done something nefarious. So... Uh, they kept laughing and kept looking at me like I had done something really weird. So next thing I said, what's going on? Why? What's so funny? And they they pointed down at my slippers. And it's, I had comp really done uh, something that was uh, quite the faux pas with regard to the uh, culture of that uh, factory organization. So uh, I'll never forget that day as long as I live uh, and the humor, but also uh, the embarrassment in my behalf uh, with regard to what I had done. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah and there's, there's so many other things like, um, like uh, numbers that are unlucky, like the number right, correct. four. Absolutely. Yes. Hey, I mean, I remember doing a presentation. I was there representing my mentor, his company, and I was speaking in front of a, a large crowd of someone else's, a friend of his. So my mentor couldn't make it. So I stood in for him and I used his slide deck, right? The PowerPoint. Right. And I put it up there and this gentleman, had a lot of international folks in the in the audience, and he often did. And he came to me and says, um, not, I'm not telling he was a really cool guy. He said, I'm not telling you to change anything right now, but I notice you have the four keys to something. Uh, four is a really unlucky number in certain circles. And I'm like, ooh, thank you for that. I'll, I'll modify that next time. Oh, so there's little things that you just don't know, right? No, absolutely. So you have to be very, very careful when you're traveling overseas with regard to the cultural differences and what you're going to do to adjust to them. And like you said, the PowerPoint, in my case, that was just one of many things that I'd done, that were, uh, the handshakes, the bowing, and everything else, uh, which becomes a little bit uncomfortable because you're not sure when to do uh, you know, certain uh, body language inflections and things like that. But you get used to it, and people are people, quite honestly, yeah. regardless of where you are in the world, and they treat you uh, accordingly. If you treat them well, they treat you back uh, just the same, and they... Uh, it's wonderful still having these contacts and friendships with these people after so many years. I mean, my goodness, you have you have so much experience and background. You work with such monstrous and beautiful companies. You know, the on the, on the uh, electronic front, I call it, or the uh, tech front, from back in the day when, you know, that was that was that was real tech then. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I started calling Silicon Valley in 1981. I remember calling on Atari and Apple Computer, Hewlett Packard, a number of those back then. And here I am many years later still working in this sector in, in some respects. But I was at the forefront of so many technologies, the PC industry, the uh, cell phone industry, working with the AT&Ts, uh, going to the Bell Labs up in Homedale, New Jersey, and Whippany, New Jersey, and some of their facilities uh, throughout the world. And then also with regard to uh, working in the PC industry with at, at the forefront of uh, the, whole, the whole entire uh, world of PCs. And some, some of the people you get exposed to, uh, the late Jim Seymour, who was a media person, and John DeVork, who's still active there in Silicon Valley, but the leading uh, people within the PC industry as far as uh, PR and getting the word out. For instance, I kid John every once in a while, 
is I look at him and Jim Seymour and Michael Dell and what a critical role they played in Michael Dell's success. They discovered him when he was a college student and they just promoted the living daylights out of him through the PC Mag and some of the other publications. And Michael Dell has gone in, as you know, a multi-billionaire many times over uh, due to the fact that he, these uh, people really befriended him and made him a champion of the PC industry back in the uh, 80s. So just a phenomenal experience and uh, that I, I have no regrets whatsoever, although it was you know difficult at times and challenging not getting any sleep, but you, you live and learn. So that's why this whole world of an entrepreneurship is challenging in so many respects, but compared to some of the things I had to go through in the corporate world, it's, it's a lot easier because of the fact that, uh, uh, you know, I do get a little bit more sleep than I used to, <laughs> particularly going over to Asia. When you go to Asia, you'd uh, be up all night because of the fact that the uh, jet lag and also right. working things back here in the States while you're over in the Far East. So, very interesting. Inter it is interesting. I think that comes down to you have more choice when you're an entrepreneur because you define your hours. You define who you're working with, when you're working, how Correct. you work. When you're in a corporate environment, you you have constraints and lots of them, depending on life. I know that myself as well. Uh, being a software engineer from days gone by, you want to talk about constraints. My gosh, you almost we we're almost robotic in the way we had to write code and things. And like, you can do this like five different ways. Why am I doing it this way? There are better ways, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh no, absolutely. It, it, but it was uh, just from, but the thing is a lot of what I learned during those days have really translated into uh, the entrepreneur sector and some of the things I've done. And I just wish also, I knew a lot about uh, entrepreneurship when I had been in the corporate environment because of the fact that they're two different animals. Yes. The corporate life is very, in a lot of respects, very easy because of the fact that you um, you know you're going to get that paycheck every week. You know that you, uh, unless you really screw up, you're going to have a, a job for a length of time. Uh, but as an entrepreneur, as you know, it's very challenging. It can be. But so that's a perfect segue uh, because I was wanting to ask you when it comes to mindset, you know, that is to me, it's the foundation of either our success or lack thereof. Correct. Everything we have done to this date, where we are today, in my humble opinion, is 100% due to our own noggin, what we are what we have going on there. And I love that you just said how working in the corporate world was easy compared to, I agree completely, and on both sides. When So for you, to help everybody understand what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur like you are, you know, when it comes to maintaining that positive mindset, because it's difficult and it, it tries you, it's not easy. What is it that you go through? What's going on in that big, beautiful brain of yours when you get up in the morning and you're ready to take on a new day and you know that challenges will be in front of you, but you just keep trudging along? What have you done for your mindset that enables you to continue going strong? Well, I continue to run, as I mentioned, and go out four or five times a week and try to run seven point two, run walk. Uh, 7.2 miles, an idyllic place not too far from where I live. It's the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area here in Atlanta. It's just a beautiful place with wonderful wildlife. Yet it's a it, it's an urban oasis uh, right next to uh, I-285, which is one of the busiest highways in the United States. As a matter of fact, part of the trail runs underneath I-285 at the furthest end. But it, it's just wonderful because you get out there, you breathe in the fresh air, you see all the wildlife, and the river is very tranquil in some respects. And mm -hmm. that, that really clears your mind and helps you 
be focused. And I know that some of the guests you've had on here before, such as Trish and that, I believe she goes down there as well uh, to clear her mind uh, in in vibe, you know, some of the uh, idyllic settings uh, down there. But I, I think that's so critically important to get out and exercise and do whatever you can to keep that positive mindset because it is challenging. Every, every day, I mean, it can be a roller coaster ride in some respects as to what's going to happen next, particularly if you have to pivot or do other things. You are the first one I've ever asked a similar question like that, where I ask about your mind and you went to body. And I love that. And that's be, it, it just seals the, the deal in my head of the fact that this is what I say all the time. The mind and body are a team. More importantly, they're your team. Right, correct. And they are talking to each other all the time. If your mind is not operating at peak performance, then your body will follow suit and not go work out and won't go run. And vice versa, if your body's not working at peak performance, well, you feel sluggish, you're tired, you're sleepy, your mind cannot operate at top. And you just you just sealed it. You said for your mind, you run, you do exercise, you go out and get into a tranquil environment. You feed your brain and the running is in, in itself is also helping your, your mind it, physically. Without question, uh, it, it, it's helped me. I've been doing this almost five years, Brian, uh, religiously. And I'm up by, I think, about 2,300 miles. I keep track of it. I use an app called Map My Run. And I keep wow. and I compete against a couple of other people that I actually went to high school with. Uh, unfortunately, my time's not that good, okay? And But I don't care. I, I'm just out there doing it. I really enjoy it. And it helps when I get back to, uh, you know, doing some other things. And w with regard to, you know, speaking or writing, my mind is a lot clearer when I do that. Because I, it w particularly with the pandemic, just sitting here at home, you, you tend to drink a lot more coffee and caffeine tea and what have you and so you need to get out there to uh, get the caffeine out of your system too <laughs> seriously so true. Yeah. hey you might know this guy there's a guy named lloyd oh, that, that's great i'm so uh, glad he's on and for those that are uh, listening only on podcasts i'll read it aloud he said these are the kind of great stories that made jeff voted top 10 to be connected to on twitter in 2020 now that's quite an accolade and you know, so Jeff is a very humble guy, and I, I bet you he would never have mentioned that this entire show. So thank you, Lloyd, for bringing that out. That's probably why he did. He knows how humble you are. Oh, no, no, thank you. But it's actually, I think he's off by a few positions there. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry to steal you thunder there, Lloyd. But Lloyd, is a, he's been a mentor. He's been a coach. He's been very, very helpful to me over the years, and real pleasure knowing him and certainly uh, referring him. Uh, referring me to you for yes. this uh, show. I, I can't thank him enough. So Yeah, he did a phenomenal, he was on this show prior uh, and I, the likeness of that bobblehead is incredible, isn't it? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like <laughs> uh, absolutely. But he, you know, he does a phenomenal job. He's, he's a great coach and you learn, I learned an awful lot from him every time I have the opportunity to meet with him. Unfortunately, haven't seen him in a long time now due to the pandemic as well uh, as so many yeah. others. Everything's done virtually and very uh, disheartening from that perspective. You know, it's, it's it's an amazing thing that I get to do, which I said earlier, is I learned so much from people like you that come on the show. There was one, and the name escapes me, it was a gentleman who basically said that anytime he knows he's about to take on a, a task that would require some, some juice, you know, some energy, he would plan out his workout to occur right before that. Right. And I thought, wow, I love that. So I, I typically would rather get it done early in the day so I can then concentrate on what I'm doing. 
Well, when it's show night, I worked out right before we came on the air and it works phenomenally well. I feel energized. I'm pumped. I'm present for you, which is my job is to help you shine. And uh, it works. And so there's so much great things that people, you know, you don't need caffeine. You don't need artificial stimulants. All you need to do is move a little bit and you'll 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 amaze yourself. And you're right. In this pandemic, it's a lot more oh, difficult yeah. to be self-disciplined. And it's easier to go grab another cup of coffee than it is to go do, you know, push-ups or or any exercise at all. Well, you know what's also helped, uh, quite honestly, is uh, volunteering. Mm. Because uh, with that, it helps from a standpoint of keeping you mentally sharp. Uh, I speak at uh, Ross United Methodist Church here every two weeks to job seekers on using various aspects of you know tools. It could be LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Google, networking. But what do you have to do to get another job? Also, I've helped people that I've come across with regard to their uh, particular social media platforms. And I know that they're struggling. I try to help them. As a matter of fact, uh, I have put together something on Twitter. It's called Get Traction for Others that I put out there on Sunday trying to help people get uh, traction for their respective YouTube channels because I think it's very, very important. So many people are struggling nowadays, and a lot of people won't admit it. You'd be surprised at some people that appear to be very successful, and this pandemic has just hit them like uh, no tomorrow with regard to their careers and professions and that. So I think it's incumbent upon everyone to really volunteer your time in helping others, uplifting whoever you can, and it will help you from mental um a positivity perspective, quite honestly. I love that. And uh, yeah, yeah you're so right. And even before the pandemic, there were so many that I would look at and go, my gosh, they must, they are super successful. And then you end up meeting them at their place where they live. And you're like, wow, that was different than they came off as. So what's going on there? Oh yeah. I mean, you have to bet everyone, Brian, particularly in this day and age, because of the fact that I've come across so many people over the last 11 years, I've been so aggressively involved in social media and that, that if you peel back the onion, they're not who they are. Uh, and you, you just have to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's incumbent upon you to, what is it, what are the backgrounds? What experience do they have? What educational background? Are they, are they the real deal or not? And you, you need to really be cognizant of that. So many people just ju- jump in. Whoever is the flashiest that's out there, uh, and knows how to talk a good game. They think the people walk on water, and yet they could have been a basket weaver six months ago. And yeah. so you have to be very, very careful of that. And so I would stress that, and, you know, before you engage with them uh, in any business dealings or anything else, know what you're it's, getting into. It's so true that the ones that I've run into that have flash uh, typically are hiding something. And, you know, and I don't mean this in a horrible way. They're just right. – they're trying to make it like everyone else, right? And they're doing their best. Uh, but what I found is the most humble and least uh, outwardly bragging, and I'm seeing even subtly bragging, those are the ones that have succeeded and are just there and present and just want to help and serve others. And those are the ones a lot of people don't expect to be successful. It's just the opposite. <laughs> That's what I love about this show, because people like you, when you come on, you're so humble, so calm, not here to go look at me. I am Jeff Sheehan. I am the top five of the Twitter top 20. I, it went up a little bit, you notice. Oh, no, it, um, I, it should go in the other direction, Brian, okay? Seriously. You're ranking higher well, every no, no. time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I want to uh, uh, see, actually, the, the, the woman I know, she's actually number one on some of these lists. Her name's Masha Collier. 
I don't know if you know her or not. She's in LA. She's written like 35 books or something like that. So I can't compete. The hottest woman uh, I've ever encountered. She was part of the IBM mafia group that belonged to the influencer futures. Okay. And so I met her at number of meetings and she was nonstop working and she would never quit, but she's been so incredibly successful. She has uh, enough luck going for her. And I really admire her due to her, her tenacious uh, ability to continue doing things. And mm. she, she probably doesn't have to work. Uh, the other one that comes to mind is as far as work and being an entrepreneur and everything else is uh, Kathy Ireland. Really? Uh, yes. Mm. Uh, just uh, phenomenal. She does. Uh, what I like about her is she's engaging and more importantly, she's heavily involved in um, social good and nonprofit work. Yeah. She gives away an awful lot of uh, the proceeds from what she does uh, to nonprofits. And she could quit. I mean, she has uh, sell a track record and what have you, but she continues moving uh, along in the entrepreneurial journey. Wow. Well, think, yeah. speaking of 25 or 35 books, I, a little birdie told me, well, actually, I read it in your bio that you have a book of your own. Is that true? Well, actually, I wrote a book uh, a number of years ago. It's been out for about six years called Hired, Past Employment in the Social Media Era. And it concerns all of the aspects of uh, finding a job in the social media era. And it's based upon uh, actually going out and talking to various career ministry groups over the years and compile that information with the other person that I co-authored it with and produced. And uh, it, it's it's pretty up to date, quite honestly, even though it was published six years ago, uh, as far as um, some of the things that you should be doing and not doing. But Sounds like a resource that many people today, right now during this pandemic could possibly use, right? Yes, absolutely, without question. Again, a few things in there might be dated, but it's a very thorough, uh, book it's about 320 pages or so so very very thorough uh and comprehensive with regard to some things that people should be doing uh during the job search in the social media era so for the purpose of helping others in this on these trying times would you please do me a huge favor and hold that sure. book up again and then also okay. tell people where they can get it and we did not arrange this ahead of time i just okay. think this is very yeah, it's called hire it past some pull them in the social media area and it's on amazon you can find it on amazon so so Amazon hired, and I messed up the thing. One more time, please. I was. Oh, okay. No, no problem at all, Brian. It's a uh, hired past some employment in the social media era. And uh, authors, do they have two names or is it's one? A, yeah, myself. You just you look for it. Justin and Alfred M. Smith. I just want to make sure right. that gets done, uh, so that people can search for it. Write that right. down. Right. Take your notes. Uh, those of you watching and listening, because this is valuable stuff. And it, you know what? Even if it's not for you personally, and and say you don't need a job, but I'll, I'll venture to guess you might know someone who does or yeah, have, or know a parent that has a, a, a graduate who's looking for work. Uh, those are the ones that are struggling big time. We have one that's going to graduate here in a couple of weeks or oh, finish really? school. Oh, okay. and, and, and it's a tough world out there, right? especially right now, uh, to find work because so many companies have folded and don't have the wherewithal to hire people. So, no, absolutely. So, if I could be any help in that area, please let me know, Brian. I'd be happy to help. Yeah, and one great way is to get your book out to the masses, and that's right. uh, you know, that's a beautiful thing because you write a book once and people can be helped many hundreds of thousands of times over. No, you're absolutely correct, and the intent was certainly to uh, make a little bit of money on it, but more importantly to help uh, based on the experience 
and of not only myself but the other person and the um, people that are in the, actually in the book itself. I'm glad you brought that up. Make a little bit of money on it. Here's my take. I hope you, Jeff Sheehan, and your co-author make a boatload of money on it. And why do I say that? Because I know that if you make more money, now you have money to invest into writing more books and to help and serve more people. Maybe market your book even farther to help more people. This is what I love about successful entrepreneurs. You know, there's a, there's this horrible thing going around and it's been going around for ages and ages about wealthy people and people think that they're jerks, right? That they don't want to help. Right, anybody. In my walks, now that I've been studying and, and walking in the shadow of so many successful people, it is so far from the truth. It is the opposite. It is like Jeff Sheehan. He wants to help people. And for him to be able to help more people, he needs to make more money. It's just, it's just a fact. And so, you know, they always say, and this is, uh, I think it's true, is money only magnifies who you already are. The more money you make, if you're a jerk, you're a super jerk. <laughs> if you're a, a wonderful person, then you're a glorious person uh, once you make more money. I want Jeff Sheehan to be blessed with massive piles of money so that he can go out and spread his love and serving attitude to the world. No, I appreciate that very much, but uh, which brings me back to one of the things you wanted to talk about is books and what are some of our favorite books. And one that really comes to mind, and I stress this all the time, I have several I'll talk about here, Brian, is it's called Up Your Game by mm -hmm. David Bradford. And I, have you ever met him? Have you ever heard of him? I have not in either case. Oh, okay. Uh, David is a remarkable individual. David's probably in his late 60s. He lives out in Salt Lake City. He actually is in the Utah uh, Tech Hall of Fame. He was actually with uh, Meg Whitman, the uh, co-chair of the Finance Committee for Romney's run for president. He was uh, actually a vice counsel for, or vice president, I should say, of Novell Systems which uh, as a software engineer, you're probably quite familiar with Novell. Yeah, that sounded familiar. Yes. I haven't yeah. heard that in a long time. So, so uh, he was legal counsel, a VP there, and went on and founded a number of other companies. So the story with him is I actually um, sat engaging with him on Twitter and took it over to LinkedIn. Well, one night when I was running the career ministry at Holy Spirit Catholic Church, a lady uh, came in. She was a talent acquisition manager for Children's Healthcare Atlanta. And she was one of the panelists that we had there that night. And she talked about this company called Hireview on Salt Lake City and all the wonderful things we were doing. I said, Hireview? Jeez, I know the vice president of that company, uh, uh, or the uh, chair at that time, I think it was, uh, David Bradford. So I said, gee, I, I appreciate you, all the great things you're saying about Hireview and what, and what they were doing. And so the next day, I was about to start a podcast with a, a lady here in Atlanta. And I reached out to David. I said, David, you would not believe what I heard last night about your company and all the wonderful things you're doing and all the lives you're changing in the talent acquisition space. I've just started a, a podcast, and I would like to have you as a, a guest on it to talk about uh, not only HireView, but the book that you wrote called Up Your Game. So about uh, a day later, again, David's a very prominent individual. I received an email back from him. I'd love to have you as a, I'd love to join you on the show. So he was a guest uh, on the show. And I'll never forget that because, uh, again, his prominence 
And Larry King uh, wrote the forward for this book. Uh, wow. He mentioned some of the people, Steve Young, the quarterback for the 49ers, good yeah. friends of uh, David, and also Eric Schmidt of uh, Google was his boss. And uh, Steve Wozniak actually worked for him. But uh, David grew up with a very humble beginning in California. He called himself the bottle cap kid. But more importantly, the thing is, in his book, he talks about six principles of what you should be doing. And I've certainly learned from him and also learned from another individual here. And I'll talk about in a minute here in Atlanta with regard to this. But the six principles are one, startup. Networking is more than giving uh, rather than receiving. The second point is uh, show up, engage uh, wherever you are, whether it's online or in person. Don't just go to a meeting and just attend the meeting, but engage. The third point that he has is a follow-up. And I think that's something, and you are good at that. I could tell you that without, unequivocally with regard to the follow-up and, uh, and the procedures that you had for this. So you were a master of that. And I don't think you have to worry about his uh, step number three as to what you have accomplished, okay? Then link up, you know, connect. And you have every social media channel, I think, underneath the sun listed on your uh, marquee tonight so I, I i don't worry about you in that regard but most people don't they don't connect with people they they reach out for instance i'll give talks and you'd be surprised at a few people that really connect and follow up on when you give talks and i could literally change their lives and it, my life was changed by a, a kind a serendipitous divine intervention stand up is in other words be credible uh, and everything that you do, uh, so someone vets you, you're the real deal and not there's nothing phony about you. And then scale up, build a world-class uh, network uh, because of the fact that, as Porter Gale would say, your network is your net worth, and whatever you do in that area is going to really help you moving forward with the average job tenure prior to the pandemic, about 2.7 years. So it's very, very important. So, again, a great book by uh, David Bradford, and I hope that anyone who's watching this actually uh, picks up a copy of this book uh, because it will change your life with regard to how you think about people and that. And getting back to this, what I was talking about earlier, this gentleman here in Atlanta, he subscribed from that. I first met him over 11 years ago when he started networking after he was downsized in the corporate area. And he is involved in the mortgage uh, industry. He's 80 years old. And I swear to God, I've never heard him sell a mortgage product in the 11 years I've known him. He ups his game. He helps people make connections with others that might literally change their lives. He does whatever he can to support you. He'll reach out during this pandemic. I've heard from him a number of times. Hi, how are you doing? So he keeps in contact. He, he nurtures the relationships, and it really helps from a standpoint of building a solid network, a community of people that will support you. And he has more business right now than uh, you ever could imagine. Uh, in this pandemic in the mortgage industry. He doesn't have to sell because people gravitate towards him. And that's the kind of thing you need to build as an entrepreneur is by helping others. You build a sense of community, which is going to help uh, your business flourish. I love that. Uh, and there I'm, I'm getting the focus is about, you know, we've so many of us, and I'm, I'm part of that is so many of us have ventured away from personal relationship building because we have so much of this automation, we have social media. Correct. Uh, you know, social media is not a place where you truly develop a relationship. It could be where you meet somebody, definitely. Uh, but the real relationships come once you either pick up the phone or now fire up a Zoom call, right? And uh, and really talk to that person in real time, back and forth, and engage and see their face and really experience that individual. And that had become 
a lost art and I see it coming back. And I'm, I'm happy that that's happening. You know, so, so many people are trying to just build a massive email list and send out 200,000 emails and hope that you get some sales from that without ever communicating with some people. Right. That Develop works. the relationships, knowing something about the individual. I, I can tell you unequivocally in my particular case, I have some pretty deep relationships uh, through uh, that I've developed as a result of Twitter initially. Uh, that mm -hmm. I've, I've taken over to LinkedIn, then emails, then phone calls, then face-to-face -face meetings. And actually, two of them are quite interesting from that standpoint, Brian, is my son is married to a woman from Cambodia. So we were going over there for uh, the wedding back a number of years ago. I met this uh, young guy uh, through Twitter. I lived in Phnom Penh. So I said, I'm going over there uh, for my son's wedding. It'd be great to get together with you for breakfast. So he joined me uh, for breakfast. We sat there and we talked for three hours. I met him through Twitter and then LinkedIn. My whole family thought it was crazy. What are you doing talking to this guy? What happened is I found out this guy, Brian, was one of the top, I had no idea, one of the top 50 entrepreneurs in all of Asia. Wow. And doing some amazing things. And as a result of him, I met him subsequently on a second trip there. Uh, his uh, partner is one of the leading technologists in all of Cambodia. Uh, he runs a company called Codegate, which is grown by leaps and bounds. He was in the Forbes list of top 30 people uh, back three years ago in all of Asia as far as uh, under 30 uh, individuals to admire. Wow. And it, it was all a result of meeting uh, someone through Twitter, taking that engagement, and uh, you know, fostering relation. There was another guy I met. Uh, he lived in Sim Reap, which is where Angkor Wat is in Cambodia, and he was a guy that, again, I met through Twitter, and he ran a small school and a, a church for uh, poor, disadvantaged children in Cambodia, which there are huge numbers of. So I went. Uh, he knew I was going to be in Sim Reap, and we arranged to meet. He took me out to the village, and it was one of the poorest things I've ever uh, villages I've ever been to in my entire life. Uh, the squalor there was incredible. Yet, uh, less than a mile away was a brand new Jack Nicholas golf course. So he had what a uh, difference. But this is all because of these relationships developed through Twitter, taken over to the other uh, platforms. Just uh, remarkable with what you can do if you know what you're doing. But you have to develop those relationships. It's not uh, transactional. It's developing those uh, deep uh, understandings of individuals and doing seeing what you can do to perhaps help them out. So true. Man, that's great. I, I have a similar, kind of a similar story where I, I connected with a guy who I was trying to figure out how to market a podcast. I, right. I've been doing podcasts on 25 different platforms and I wasn't seeing viewership downloads, uh, subscriptions. It wasn't happening. I'm like, well, how do you, there must be a way to market it. And nobody knew how, I mean, I couldn't find anybody. I searched and then I found a guy and I, I friended him on Facebook. Right. And we, we went back and forth a little bit, not a whole lot. I was like, man, I really, I'm interested in what you're doing. And I happened to be out in St. Louis, Missouri. I live in California. I was out there for business and I'm looking at my phone and there he's doing a post. And I noticed he's from St. Louis. Like what? And so yeah. I literally messaged him. I said, Hey, I don't know if you're close to where I'm at, but if you're open to it, I will buy you a meal. I'd love to sit down and talk with you. And so he agreed. We ended up sitting in a Starbucks inside of a target. Oh, <laughs> it just it, But I didn't care. He didn't care. Uh, so the meal became a coffee, which, I would have bought him whatever he wanted a uh, younger guy. And here's the thing, Jeff, this guy was amazing. He had spent over five years in prison already. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Twice. He went in twice uh, for a total of five. The second time, uh, he missed the birth of his twin sons. And that's, that hit him. That, that hit him straight. While he's in solitary, because when he went back in, he was, you know, shenanigans, and they threw him in the hole. He got a phone call. He got a 30-second phone call. That's all they give him. It was his mom telling him that his sister just committed or overdosed on uh, heroin or something to that effect. And so he had, they threw him back in the hole and he had weeks to sit there by himself to his own thoughts. He'd been through a lot, big story. And then I met this guy. You would never, ever, in a, you would never imagine that he had been through any of this, that he had been in prison, that he had done anything wrong. He was the most soulful, awesome, bright, amazing young man. And I was, I was kneecapped to kneecap with this guy. And I just, I love the guy. He's an amazing dude. You just never know who you're going to meet. No, and I, knew, I knew about his record before I met him in person, and I wasn't worried about it. He Once somebody's out, and he was doing big things, I'm like, the guy's, if he's going to do shenanigans, then, you know, he's going to, he's not. He, he's just not. I could just tell. He's an amazing guy. So you just never know who you're going to meet. I'm oh, so absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, I have a, one of the few videos I have on my YouTube channel, unlike you, Brian, which you've done a, uh, one of these days I'll be like you, okay, in that area. But ne <laughs> nevertheless, uh, it, it talks about uh, believing in going out and meeting people, talking to strangers in divine intervention. My whole career in high technology was launched because of the blizzard of 78 in Boston. I was grew up in Boston. I, as a matter of fact, the blizzard of 78 came, and I was going down to the Virgin Islands with a couple of my buddies for a nice respite. The airport had been closed for a week, Brian. I kid you not. Well, that Tuesday night, uh, prior to our Wednesday morning departure, the governor at that time was Michael Dukakis, came on and said, uh, the Logan Airport's going to be open tomorrow morning. So guess what? We were able to get out there and get on one of the first flights out of Logan to San Juan, Puerto Rico. So we got to San Juan, and you have to take a puddle jumper to the St. Thomas. So this guy got on with his wife and young daughter, and I said, hi, how are you? There were only 20 seats in the plane. And so he got off um, the plane, and we uh, actually uh, checked in in front of me at the Frenchman's Reef, and they're in St. Thomas. Again, hi, how are you? Well, back uh, a few days later, we're out on the beach in the the water there in St. Thomas very tranquil. He introduced himself, and I introduced myself, and we, we started chatting. He asked me what I did. I said I worked for Bank in Boston. It's now, the bank is now part of Bank in New York Mellon. I said it was a management training in the real estate department, but I really didn't want to do that. I really wanted, my career-wise, wanted to get into high-tech marketing and sales because my father could have been one of the first employees of Digital Equipment Corp., uh, but he missed out on that. He decided he didn't want to move. And so it always been in the back of my mind. So with that, he uh, said, well, guess what? I am the co-founder of a high-tech company in Hopkinton with, with the Boston Marathon stats. I'll give you my business guide. When you call, I'll get back to Boston. Give me a call. So I called him. I went out and interviewed with him as long as his other co-founder and several employees. And next thing you know, two days later, I had a job offer. So that launched my career in high technology. I was selling and marketing infrared moisture analyzers, $7,000 machines. I had no idea what infrared technology was from the get-go. I Absolutely nothing. I, I didn't know uh, anything whatsoever. I was not a geek. I was not a, had no science background, STEM background whatsoever. But yet I was able to go in there and it launched my career working with some of the world's largest companies in the technology sector, all because of the chance meeting. So people need to put themselves out there, particularly if they're entrepreneurs, and listen. Listen for those signals. 
put themselves out and meet strangers and believe in divine intervention and your life could be literally changed overnight. You just never know. Yeah. And it's a, I like to say, just treat people like people, no matter what their vocation, you Correct. know, if, if someone is uh, manning an elevator, then treat them as if you would treat a millionaire and just be respectful of them. Uh, Absolutely. Kind to them, show them that you, they're a person and say, thank you to them. Uh, for helping you, uh, you know, with your your trip up and down the elevator, for people behind the desk, for the baristas at Starbucks. I oh, love absolutely. talking to these people, all of them, because they're all, we're all in this together. I mean, come on, let's live together. Hey, hey Noel Suck, uh, a gentleman I know personally. Thanks oh, for really? Okay. He's an amazing, amazing young man. Uh, talk about a go-getter, this guy. He's, he's going places, so oh, I'm excited cool. for love him. To, love to meet him. So, yeah, he would. Oh, he would love to meet you, too, because he's big time into listening to this show and podcasts and books and things that are all related. And so he's really looking to grow and always looking for ways to improve. And that's a model for success right there for everybody watching. Listening. Without, without question. But, but please avail yourself of any particular opportunity that might come out there. And you talked earlier about uh, having a mental toughness. Again, another one of my uh, few videos was an interview I conducted a few weeks ago and you ought to have this uh, woman on your show. Her name is Lorraine Quay, a fascinating individual. She was a counterintelligence officer for the FBI for 20 something years and actually had to round up spies and do a number of different things that were quite dangerous and her life was on the line. But she talks about her journey and how she maintained her mental toughness during her life and the career uh, with the FBI. So just fascinating of uh, keeping that focus and being very, very uh, strong-willed and strong-minded, particularly in the entrepreneurial journey. Very cool. I'm loving all these book references. And they, what was the name of her book? Her name of the, her book is a Secrets of a Strong Mind. Now Secrets. she has a revised edition to this. It's not out now, now. But I interviewed her back about three or four weeks ago. Fascinating individual. I've known her again. I met her originally through Twitter, and. That was uh, just sort of falling engaged with a, a phenomenal writer, some great stories, a great storyteller, and just uh, something she's done with her life has just been absolutely incredible. So I, I just really am very impressed with her and some of the things she's done. It's interesting. Uh, so are you are you trying to say that Twitter is not dead when it comes to building relationships and business? Oh, no, what, whatsoever. No, no. No, I mean, for, for instance, now one of the – actually, I have – I, I think I know everyone in Italy now. <laughs> just, just kidding. No, as a result of the help of some individuals, uh, one individual, in fact, uh, in Milano, I've been able in Milan, I've been able to expand my network exponentially in Italy. Just engaging with these people, retweeting things, and one one thing I find fascinating, Brian, I am learning so much about what's going on there in re regard to uh, AI, five uh, mm. G. Uh, smart working, so many other things. Just by following these people on Twitter, what are they tweeting about? And then looking at their posts, I have to translate from Italian to English. But if if you download an article, it's it's right there in front of you, translated into English. So it's very easy. But it, it's fascinating to learn what is going on in some of these other countries. And yeah. Twitter is a great mechanism for building that engagement and the connectivity with these people to develop that type of relationship. Good Lord, Jeff! I just looked at the clock. Oh. I, should, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, okay. We're four minutes out. Four minutes that's, out. Oh, okay. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. So I know you're on the East Coast, but if you don't mind, I'll just keep you on for another hour or two and we'll just keep going. 
And I'll I'm probably gonna... fall probably fall asleep in your brain. You're keeping me up past my bedtime. I get up early. Kidding. I'm up at 3 34 o'clock. Oh man. Uh, so well, that's, that's for vampires, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. The birds out even it. up at the it's still pitch black out. People ask me how's the weather. I have no idea because it's it's so dark you can't even see your shadow. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, before it gets too late, I wanna um I always close the show with one very important question and i'd love to do this with each guest okay. i hope you didn't cheat and watch a, a previous show and know what that is uh most don't <laughs> and uh <clears throat> it's a very um it's a powerful question and it can be personal uh, but uh, i just love to end the show with it because it, it it's such a great way to finish it's a, it's like finish strong you know right uh, but before we do that i did promise everyone who stayed on live to the end that they would find out how they could enter to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. And here it is. I'm going to put it up on the screen. If you're watching this live, then you can now enter this. In fact, I will go so far as to say that even Jeff gives you permission to pull out your phone and take your gaze away from this uh, for just a moment. Not quite yet because you need the information. And pull up your text messaging app. Do that right now. Go ahead and take out your phone and then look up at the screen. And what you'll want to do is instead of typing in the name of a person you're going to send a message to, type in this phone number. And that is 314-665-1767. And where you would actually type in the message, you know, where you put your emojis and stuff like that. So no emojis, just two words separated by a hyphen or a dash if you prefer. That's peak, P-E-A-K, dash, vacation. So the number one more time, 314 665-1767. And then in the message area, put in the words peak dash vacation, no spaces. Then once you send that off, keep an eye out on your phone. There's going to be some, a little bit of a response that you're going to need to take care of. We're going to, um, it's all an automated system. Go figure, huh, Jeff? And it's going to ask you for your email address. And when you do that, you'll be officially entered into the contest because we announce the winners via email. So that's why we need your email address. And we'll also prominently display your winning uh, prowess on social media, to, to, if you are okay with that, uh, to let everybody know and, and you know be jealous of you for winning a vacation stay. <laughs> and so with that, I want to um, respect Jeff's time, and I want to respect all of your time because this is a one-hour show and we're just at it. Uh, but I do want to close with this very, very uh, impactful question for you, Jeff. And here's the thing. A uh, couple things. Number one is there is no such thing as a wrong answer to this question. It's okay. impossible. Okay. It done. It's just the opposite. So the only correct answer is yours. And that's the only thing that makes it personal. So I'm not getting into your personal life when I said it was going to be a little personal. But it's just because it's unique to you. That's a better right. way to put it. So with that being said, are you ready for this? Yes, go ahead. All right, here we go. Squirming right now. So oh, and, and by the way, some will instantly respond. Okay. Others will take a moment and reflect. And whatever it takes for you is perfect because it is yours. It's okay. Your so there's no pressure whatsoever. You can relax and enjoy and answer the $1 million question. Jeff Sheehan. How do you define success? 
I think success uh, to me is impacting someone else's life. Uh, that just a little bit of initiative you show in helping them or doing whatever they can, uh, you can to foster their development is what I define as success. It's not money. It's not uh, anything else, but it's what can you do to change the life of one individual? It, whenever I give my talks, I say, uh, I don't care what the size of the audience is because of the fact that if you can change the life of one individual based upon your talk, it's all well worth it. So to me, that is the definition of success, the impact that you can have on others and what kind of legacy you're going to leave um, when you depart the earth uh, as a result of that, act that activity. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Jeff Sheehan, thank you so very, very much. I mean, uh, that, that just speaks volumes that, you know, no one guest speaker on my show has ever uh, related success to a dollar amount of figure. It's always been some way, some form, some fashion of helping or serving others. And the cool thing is after I've lost count over 120 shows, no two of you have answered that exact same way yet. I expect right. it to happen someday. And, you know, right. if I, maybe if I get up to a thousand shows, maybe it'll happen. <laughs> but that's why I love it. Uh, and I love I, what I get to do. And by the way, for those of you that didn't want to take notes, I just want to show everybody that I'm the host of the show and I took notes throughout this show. Um, so I, it's, it's so valuable. And this, oh, I love this thing. It's called a remarkable two. It's an electronic notepad. I got tired of carrying five notebooks, one for one business, one for another, another for seminars, another for this. And like enough of that craziness. I'm going to have them all in one spot and I love it. So I don't know why I did that. I'm, I'm plugging something that uh, I have nothing to do with, but I just love it. So it's a good resource. And I like to share that. Uh, yes, Jim, the, the, Ancagalo, oh, man, I'm sorry. I butchered your name, I'm sure. Uh, thank you. <laughs> he said, thanks for the insights on LinkedIn. Thanks for coming on, Jim. Appreciate you, my man. And speaking of appreciation, Jeff, one last word of wisdom from you, the man, the master. If you were to give any budding entrepreneur, someone who's just venturing into this space, if you were to give them just one piece of advice, if you could possibly think of what that might be, what would you say to that person? Just do it. Mm. Seriously, because of the fact that you have to jump in with both feet. You will make mistakes. You might fail, but pick yourself up and continue going. Uh, you, you just Because if you can't keep at it, one day you will be an ultimate success in whatever you do. But if So don't be afraid of it. Just do it. Uh, it's tough when you come from a corporate environment, though, to think that way, but you have to develop that mindset. It's just jump in there. Pure gold. Love it. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate you, my friend. That is it for tonight. Another edition of the Mind Body Business Show. On behalf of this amazing man, Jeff Sheehan, I am Brian Kelly. We will see you again next week live right here. Until then, so long. Well, thank, thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.